Good morning. My name's Scott. Tom asked me to share some reflections from his lesson regarding Genesis 1 through 3. His big idea for that lesson was, you are worth more than you can possibly imagine. From Genesis, we learned that we are made in God's image. And after he finished all of creation, including mankind, God said, it is very good. In my study Bible, it says, excellent in every way. Yet, as excellent as it was, Adam and Eve fell prey to temptation. When my son Grant was young, I would often tell him that when you're with a group of guys and things are a little boring and someone says, hey, I got a good idea, that's usually a good time to leave and go the other way. Tom Kay's message was about letting God be God and letting God define good. And when we try to find good for ourselves, we risk straying from God's plan. It's so easy to fool ourselves and think it's okay because it makes us happy. But when, we, when things go bad, far too often we are quick to blame others in some outside event. But as Genesis teaches us, our actions have consequences. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorites. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. My version has, he will direct your paths. The way I interpret that is, we will encounter intersections in our life. It's a little bit like me going to Boston to visit my daughter. I know the way there, I basically, but I put Google Maps on so that when I get off the highway, I don't get stuck in those roundabouts. God's way is even better than Google Maps. So looking at Adam and Eve's situation, they were loved. They were part of God's very good creation. They were safe. God was with them. He even walked with them. They had each other for companionship. They weren't alone. And together, Adam and Eve were the perfect reflection of God. They lacked nothing. God gave them everything. Except for one tree, the entire garden was theirs from which to eat. And they could eat as much as they wanted. But the temptation to be like God was too much. Was it pride? Reluctance to submit or selfishness? If temptation, sin or Satan, can take down Adam and Eve in the garden, then temptation not only can, but will attack us too, especially Christians. So what can we do? Instead of being caught off guard or trapped, know it will happen. Know what we will do in advance and be prepared. It's like practicing for a fire. We pray it will never happen, but we drill just in case it does. When I was younger, I went out for drinks often and would do too much drinking and uh, regret it later. I wasn't sure who or what was in control, me or the alcohol. About that time, we found Crossroads, and after a men's retreat, I decided to quit drinking altogether. But by the grace of God, and with the support of my Christian friends, for a year and a half, I was dry, and got so I didn't worry about it at all. Today, I will have a drink when I go out, or a drink with a friend. 
but I anticipate the situation and decide in advance to limit my consumption. If I don't have a plan, I'm concerned that I could fall prey and be off to the races again. 2 Timothy 2.22 Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. I was struck by youthful in this. Youthful could have to do with age, but it also could have to do with where we are in our walk of faith. Leanne said, a grateful heart pushes out grumbling and bad attitude. Another way to put it is instead of worrying about ourselves or getting trapped in self-pity, which usually leads to bad choices, be grateful for what God has given each of us and share his love with each other. Additionally, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, to stand firm and put on the armor of God, including the belt of truth, the body armor of righteousness, shoes of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then Paul tells us to pray in all times and on every occasion and stay alert and persistent. So as Christ followers, we have a choice. When we prepare for battle with temptation, we can wear the armor of God or, or put on the fig leaves of shame. You choose. In practical terms, what does this mean? Put God first. Read your Bible. Pray. Listen to worship music. In my case, it means turn off the news. Study with fellow Christians. Love and serve on others. Even your own family. How does God define good? Well, in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these commandments. Here we say at Crossroads, love God and love others. What are we to do about this? Genesis also teaches us that we are made to reflect God share in his work, and care for his creation. Adam and Eve were charged with caring for the garden. As Christians, we too have a part to play in God's plan. Mark 16, 15, Jesus directed us to go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. So in conclusion, because of Adam and Eve's fall from grace, our lives, this life, will not always be easy. But because of God's perfect plan, of which we are invited to participate, we are forgiven and can look forward to an eternity worshiping our loving God.